from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. I read a book recently, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace Revisited. And overall, I think it is a pretty good book. Dave tells his own rags to riches to rags to riches story in it. How he grew up poor, became a multimillionaire, lost it all, and then became a multimillionaire once again. Dave has some interesting stances, not all of which I agree with. So I want to share some of my perspectives on Dave Ramsey's book, talk about where Dave and I disagree, and where we agree. But I will say this, the best way to do something is the way that works. If Dave's methods work for you, do that. But if you do your own thing, take inspiration from Dave or me or whoever, and that's great too. In many situations, I think Dave makes some good points. Although one point Dave likes to make a lot is you should never have a credit card, period. He talks about how they cause you to spend more and credit card debt is terrible. And I agree, credit card debt is terrible, but I think the cards themselves are fine. Now there is a tendency to spend more with a card, but I think you can overcome this tendency by just being aware of it. If you have an iron will, you can overcome the problems with credit cards and come out ahead. Now Dave might have a point though that not everyone has an iron will or can resist the urge to spend more because they have a credit card. Not everyone in life has had the same experiences as me. For instance, as I mentioned in a past episode, I graduated from college with my master's degree with absolutely no debt. I would say I'm a pretty rational person, a pretty economic person. I made these decisions about school, about how I was going to live while going to school, and committed to it, and really pinched pennies and did everything I could to keep my costs down. And despite all that, despite all these cost-saving measures I took and working while in school, I had a great time. It was a blast for me. So my personal experience with debt is I've never been in it, and uh, probably won't be for at least a while. Another point Dave makes about debt is he advocates paying smaller loans first rather than the highest interest loans. And I think, as I may have mentioned before, objectively, that's not the most optimal strategy, right? If you pay off higher interest loans first, you'll be able to accomplish your debt snowball more quickly. But Dave is looking at something that I consider a little bit less, and that's the psychology that goes into being in debt, not what is just empirically best. He looks at the emotions of the situation as well. And honestly, this is probably better for some of my listeners. If you're struggling to get the ball rolling, you might look at Dave's techniques. But if you can control your emotions, maybe you can take some insight from Dave, but still do a few things differently. What matters most, though, is you get started. All right, and let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Dave talks about a lot of topics in his book. And like I was mentioning before, I agree with most of his advice in general. Dave also talks about rolling dice or trading commodities. Now, Dave says no futures trading or commodities investing. And this is generally right. Generally, if you are trading in commodities, you are a speculator, unless you actually are a farmer or something like that, and you have a reason to trade in commodities. So for the average person, I typically discourage it. That being said, 
I recently did do a commodities investment. About a year ago, I invested in oil. I think the stock ticker for this was oil. At the time, oil was at historic lows, and I put a few hundred dollars maybe in it, which was not all that much money to me. Now, I do think investing in oil is one of the safer commodities, because in a way, it acts kind of as a natural hedge. If oil prices increase, you'll make a return on your investment, but at the same time, as oil prices increase, the cost of gasoline tends to increase as well, which causes shipping prices to increase, meaning you now spend more in other areas. When oil prices drop, that means you pay less at the pump, but you may have lost a little bit of money on your investment. But your expenses have lowered as well, which kind of offsets your loss. And that's my basic thought process as I invested a little in oil. Now, of course, oil and gas aren't perfectly correlated. Gas prices went up and up and my oil returns didn't keep pace. Still, the investment did make a little money, which is nice. Along the same lines, Dave says not to pick individual stocks even. And the bulk of your funds really should be in some good index funds. You could also invest in some individual stocks too. I would just do it with a relatively small amount of capital. So it's a smaller amount of your portfolio, but it can be interesting and a great learning experience for you to go out and pick a few stocks on your own. And it's also a great small talk point to talk to others about investments, the future of companies and stuff like that. I have enjoyed uh, the individual stocks I have picked not just for investing reasons. It's also my experience at a public accounting firm that you can make a pretty good impression with higher-ups if you're well-studied and aware of market trends. So I think of investing in stocks in part as a way to learn. Moving on from investing, Dave is also pretty critical of young adults living with their parents. And in some ways, I think it's just inherent to the time we live in now. Housing prices are way higher than they were in Dave's young adulthood, both in real and nominal terms. Dave says you should just live with your parents in emergency situations. I say it's actually the preferred option if you are a young single adult. Now, you shouldn't mooch, right? But you should contribute to your family. But boy, imagining having a full-time income and no bills to pay, you can get so ahead in life doing that. So I would seize the chance if you had it. Really, With no expenses, you can save a boatload of money and get a great house, great apartment later. I think toughing it out with your parents a little bit can be a great idea. Now, of course, some of my perspective comes as a Californian. You know, wages here are very high, and the cost of housing here is also exceptionally high. And maybe Dave's advice works a little bit better in a more rural area where housing costs are not so astronomical. Some of the other advice in Dave's book is a little dated. For instance, he talks about balancing your checkbooks. Likely, if you're like me, you write perhaps one check a month to the landlord. And with modern banking, you really don't need to balance a checkbook yourself. All your transaction detail is available online. You might just categorize the expenses for your record keeping. Other than that, though, I think Dave's advice is great. He has a great narrative, a great story about him, about the changes that went on in his life. I would highly recommend reading this book. 
Thank you.